Hello and welcome back to POV with Key. I'm your host Key and this is a podcast where we talk about controversial topics from different perspectives to get a better understanding of why people choose certain sides. Uh, Today we'll be talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and I'll be interviewing different perspectives of students and adults. For my first interview we have here with us Tiana Felder as one of our adult perspectives. How are you doing T? I'm good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. So, um, as I said, we're um the topic is Black Lives Matter. So, my first question for you is: When did you first learn about Black Lives Matter movement, and how did it make you feel? Um. So, I think for me, I remember learning about Black Lives Matter, the Black Lives Matter movement, and just like being pro-black in general, probably freshman into sophomore year, because that's when I started to kind of get invested in the politics and the history behind it all. And then I also had friends who were also interested in it, so it kind of made it easier to just indulge in it. Mm. Um, it starts something simple, just following some social media accounts on Instagram, Facebook, yeah. reading about stuff. And it kind of just doubles in from there. All right. All right. We like that. We like that. Good vibes. Um, what would you say Black Lives Matter represents to you? Um, to me, Black Lives Matter represents just getting people to understand that we want it, we want equality. And, and it seems such like a broad idea and such a broad statement, but it's crazy to think the injustice that black people and even people of color face in today's world, in today's America. And so it's nothing crazy. It's just the idea of like, hey, we want to be treated just the same. We want to be viewed as equal people because believe it or not, we're still not. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, do you think that schools should cover the Black Lives Matter movement in schools? Um, the movement itself, yes, but to an extent. I think what should be instead focused on is all the different history lessons that we missed. Right? Yes. yes. When it comes to learning about Black history in schools, it is very broad it is very simplified to slavery civil rights movement martin luther king that's it yeah when what we've learned lately um especially people who choose to learn outside is that there's so much more there's so much more than just rosa parks there's so much more than martin luther king and Mm -hmm. harriet tubman well yes they are vital catalysts in the movement for our freedom and continue to be there's more to our history than just that. And I think the biggest misconception is that once Barack Obama became president, racism was over, which is definitely not it. So I think it's not really a matter of learning about the Black Lives Matter movement, but just filling in all those missing gaps because there are a lot of missing gaps. Yeah, I definitely agree that um, those three books did censor how Black people were treated and just different lessons that was kind of skipped over like Harriet Tubman wasn't the only slave that did escape um slavery like there was other ones too there's one I forgot. exactly even Rosa Parks like yeah. Rosa Parks is not the first one to say no to getting up from her seat there was actually a, because yeah there was actually there was a, another woman but because she was darker skinned so then even the idea of colorism getting into that like yeah it wasn't it was like she was, she was darker than she was like a teen and she was pregnant so people didn't want make, to make her like the yep. face of they didn't that. want to make her the face of the movement so, yeah. so it's learning about people like that. Like, I should not have to learn about stuff like that from TikTok and Instagram, yeah, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> that's the issue. Okay. All right. Um, when you hear people who support Blue, Blue Lives Matter and All Lives Matter, what do you think? I don't think they get it. 
they're just saying that to be mean. They're saying that to just be opposing when they really don't understand the idea that, like, we're not saying black lives don't only matter. We're yeah. saying black lives matter, too. They need to matter. Mm-hmm. All lives can't matter until black lives matter. That's so what- that's my... That's my thing for all lives. When people like say like when people hear say that like oh all lives matter can't till black lives matter, I feel like they um they don't really understand that either. It's like I have like the scenarios or the explanations that I've heard for when people are trying to justify that, it's like they say like, Oh, if one house is on fire throughout the whole street, why um the ho- the fire department should focus on that one house that's on fire. They shouldn't like go and um like hose down every single house because like it's just that one house that that matters, you know. I don't know if exactly. I said that right, but I, yeah, that analogy I've heard that many times, or even other ones where it's like, um, you know, if certain if a certain animal's in in danger or something, you know, like endangered species, mm-hmm. you know, endangered species, but we don't go saying all species matter, you know. Yeah. So yeah, so and when people say all lives matter, I personally just think I see it as you don't get it, you don't understand, mm-hmm. you're just saying it because you hear other people say it, and then blue lives. Obviously, that's a response to, you know, ACAB and police brutality and stuff. But here's the thing with Blue Lives Matter. When a cop is a cop, they have a uniform. They go home, take off that uniform. No one knows they're a cop. I can't do that as a black person. I am black 25, 105 million years old, like, like I can't take my off my skin. Yeah, a cop can take off his uniform and disguise himself as whatever he wants to be. Mm-hmm. So it's like blue. Blue isn't a skin color. It's an occupation. It's an occupation. I did not wake up and choose to be black. Mm-hmm. I just was born that way. A cop woke up and said, "I want to become a cop." They went and got them. They went and became a cop. Mm-hmm. So those. That's just my opinion. So whenever I hear people say blue lives and all lives, I just think you don't get it mm-hmm. you haven't had the time to sit down and want either do the research yourself talk to a person of color so your opinion i don't value what you are saying mm-hmm. because you don't get it you didn't take the time to learn so yeah all right do you believe that the police should be defunded and that silence is violence you know i really haven't done enough research to give an honest opinion because I don't think I even have an opinion myself, but I have read upon stuff where the idea about defunding the police isn't to defund them so that way we don't have police, but then taking that money and putting it to other increasing budgets in other departments and as well as creating different things. So I remember hearing something about obviously increasing the education fund. So that way, you know, teachers are being paid more, um, maybe creating more after school services, stuff like that, or even increasing mental health and increasing money in mental health um, initiatives. Because a majority of the time we've seen like there are black people being killed when they have mental issues. So mm-hmm. instead of sending a police officer, you send a mental health worker who can in turn calm them down, work them out of an episode, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just, there's certain areas where police aren't needed, but because they're all we have, we have to send them. Yeah. So it's just, I believe, so I guess I could say, I believe in defunding the police, but then taking that money that they're defunding it from and placing it other somewhere else yeah. and other places where it can be helpful. Yeah, I think that's like the main whole main purpose of defunding the police. Just some people take it out of context and think that we're like, um, we're trying to like get rid of the police that, like as a whole, as a whole, like that's not what we're trying to do. Yeah. 
And so, and that's not like, that's the thing. People don't take the time to do the research and understand why we say such broad statements, but because defund the police, because defund the police is always just the headline and that's it. No one ever understands. Nobody ever wants to go into looking into the fine print behind such a phrase. Yeah. What about silence is violence? Do you believe in that? Um, to an extent, the idea that, yes, you may not agree with what the opposing team is saying, but you're not doing anything about it, is um, hurtful within itself. In fact, Dr. Martin Luther King wrote in his Letters of a Birmingham Jail, and I can't say it word for word, but just to sum it up, he says that sometimes the most violent of um, oppressors isn't the person doing the harm, but it's the people who are complicit and stand in silence. Yeah. So the idea that, well, yes, you are not doing the harming, but you are standing by you standing and not doing anything is you allowing it to happen. Yeah. Is you saying like, yes, that is OK to do because no one's going to do anything. Would you say like the people that just record like certain events, like they're they're kind of like, like representing silence as violence? Um, that one's a tricky question. And it's funny that you it's not funny that you asked that, but. It's, that's a very good question because on one hand, the people in the past who have recorded such deaths of like these black people, they have then posted it to social media, which has allowed for others, has has allowed for police brutality to be brought to light. Because mm-hmm. in the past it wasn't, obviously because we didn't have cell phones and such updated technology and social media. So that's why Black Lives Matter started was because, you know, we saw... I don't know if we saw Trayvon Martin being killed, but it started, I think, with Alton Sterling. Mm-hmm. And um, there was another one, Trayvon Martin. Just as traumatic as it is to watch their deaths, by watching their deaths, we see that these people were harmless. These people were just doing something simple, doing everyday things that us you know, people yeah. do. And they're just being killed in cold blood. I mean, when, man, I'm forgetting his name, this past summer. I don't know, George Floyd. George, George Floyd, the fact that we see that he's literally telling police officers, I can't breathe, mm-hmm. you know, he's crying for his mother, but this cop is literally sitting on his neck, like, that sparked a huge outrage across mm-hmm. the country. So, on one hand, I don't see that as being silent, I see it as you aiding in a revolution. Yeah, like, I definitely, I don't know if there is video of, like, when Breonna Taylor was killed, but I think if there was actual video of that, it would have helped her case a lot yeah because i think the body cams were turned off if i'm not mistaken i think so i think that's like kind of one big one of the main points in brianna taylor's brianna taylor's case yeah so it was just like um the cops were it was like their word against the cops i think or i, I think i said that wrong but um my next question is um we're gonna talk a little bit about trump now during the pres- um, <laughs> during the presidential debate, he claimed to be the best president since Abe Lincoln. Would you agree or disagree? Why or why not? Well, um, <clears throat> I'm going to say no, but not for the reason everyone's thinking, but just because he's so, he's not classy. He's not the stuff that he has done the past four years. First of all, I don't know what he's done in the past four years. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just the fact that he's so petty and. He lets it show. I mean, just the fact that he didn't even go to Biden's inauguration. Like, come on. Yeah. That he is the first president to do that. Um, The fact that he, un- not unintentionally, but the fact that he 
allow for the break-in of the Capitol by by delivering such messages to his supporters, allowed for them to, which caused for them to break into the Capitol since the War of 1812, which hasn't been done since the War of 1812. Mm. I'm not saying that right, but just, just, he's not, he's not, he doesn't hold the presidency to the standard that it should be. He doesn't do it with grace and honor as he should have done. Yeah. Um, And that's not respectable. Do you think that with Biden and Kamala in office now, that it'll be better for Black people or people of color in general? It'll be better for Black people and people of color in general in the sense that there's someone who's not going to just be blindsided and choose to ignore the issues that are going on within the community. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that while, yes, it is amazing that Biden and Kamala Harris are in office, they also have done and said stuff in their political past that they need to be held accountable yeah, for. So definitely. I think exactly. So it's like, while yes, it is good. They are the lesser of two evils. And we need to make sure that we remember that because it is cool. We have a black VP, a black female VP, black Asian American VP. Um, she also has aided in a whole bunch of other stuff when she was attorney general for the state of California she served as um, Senate for State of California, too, I believe. I'm not sure. I think she was. I don't know. But, again, it, on one hand, it's great because we have people who are willing to listen and people who are willing to work for the community. But we also need to remember that, you know, sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. All right. So I'm going to – I have, like, three more questions, but I'm just cut it down to um, one because we're – about to run out of, out of time, we're about to hit 15 minutes with you. So right. um, this question is kind of a fun one, just to, you know, like ease, ease a little bit of the, the I don't know how to say this, but like just just love, like lighten the mood a little bit. Um, so due to the events that occurred last year, 2020, with the pandemic, the multiple protests, and Trump's presidencies, people started to compare these events to the Hunger Games and the rebellion they had in Marking J Part 1 and Part 2. Now, the question is, would you be part of the rebellion or would you be one of the innocents who stayed inside? Oh, geez. I don't know. Because on one hand, um, I don't want to die. I'm going to fight for my rights, but I don't want to die. I don't want to die. <laughs> I don't want to die. Um, and listen, these people are brutal. Like, you know, as much as I like to think that I'm, I'm bad and I'm tough and I could mm-hmm. shoot a bow and arrow. I promise you, I will be one of the victims right there and then, just shot dead. <laughs> Listen, but we, so, we died for a cause. We died for a cause. But I didn't even get a chance to fight for it. <laughs> so my heart says rebellion, but physically, I'm an innocent. Oh, you know, we but respect that. But the thing that. of being an innocent is that you, you worry, you start to fear. You're like, oh man, what are the people doing? Are they fighting for my rights properly? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right so that's, that's all, where i stand that's all i had for you t it was great having you thanks for having me kiki you're welcome <laughs> all right so for my next guest we have javon easton so we'll be right back sit tight <laughs> welcome back to pov with key i'm your host key and right now we have with us javon easton how you doing Jay? Hey. Um, I'm doing okay. <laughs> I'm doing fine. 
Okay, yeah. so for our topic today is on Black Lives Matter. So Ooh, period. My, period, right? So mm. my first question for you is when did you first learn about the Black Lives Matter movement and how did it make you feel? Um I really I think I I've definitely learned it like sophomore year, I think, is when I got a little bit more exposed to it. Mm. Um but after like what summer of twenty twenty? Oh yeah that whole thing when that happened it got like i learned a lot more about it mm-hmm. um and it, it made me feel like kind of like angry mm-hmm. and like sad i was so disappointed like with like having being last mistreated summer? exactly yeah it, it, it was just so sad mm-hmm. and i hated it mm-hmm. how would you define black lives Ra- the black lives matter movement oh or black lives matter in general how would you like like what would you say it is well i'm gonna start off by saying that it's not just about police brutality most definitely (laughs) i can say that it's not just about police brutality it's more it's like we're being treated as if our lives don't matter and i think that's the issue Mm -hmm. when people will say oh all lives matter all lives matter but that's not what we're trying to say we're not trying to exclude anyone else's lives from mattering like it's just that you guys treat black lives matter or black lives that they don't matter you know yeah and when i say black lives matter i'm talking about everyone like black mm-hmm. trans individuals like you know what i mean yeah like is like you can't cherry pick black people period but, um, you cannot cherry pick black people oh my god i agree really with that 100 percent period right, um, it's just it doesn't make any sense yeah, exactly all right um do you think that schools should cover the Black Lives Matter movement in schools? Of course, a hundred percent. Because I feel like there's like a lot of kids who might be immature or like to make dark jokes about BLM when it's never a joke. And I think that I feel like more people should be exposed to some um, information on Black Lives Matter that they they might not know of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it'll be good. Alright. Um when you hear people who support the Blue Lives Matter movement and All Lives Matter movement, what do you think? God. <laughs> um, I think that so here's my issue. Cause obviously we know Black Lives Matter. It it's it's been happening the movement's been happening since like the 19 i don't even i'm not even sure when it like actually started but it's been around for years it's been around for a while but it didn't really become like known until 2016 when the whole trayvon like trayvon martin and alton sterling and all these other black people were being um like they were i don't know i don't know the word but it's like they they were like victims of police brutality right so that's kind of when it all like became kind of a thing for yeah well for at least me that's when i first learned about black lives black lives matter movement i think i learned about it this like around the same time like i know about like Trayvon martin getting shot and all the police brutality happened around that time but i just wasn't i wasn't really like sure about what the word or like the movement was until like a few years ago you know yeah if i'm being honest when when everything first started um I was like all Black Lives Matter. I supported Black, the Black Lives Matter movement, but mm-hmm. I didn't know what All Lives Matter meant. So I was like 
I was like, posting about it, I was like, oh, all lives matter and stuff. Because like, I was saying it in terms of, like all lives should matter. But yeah. then like my sister told me like, oh, no, those are two different things. And I was like, oh, okay then. So then, yeah, then like, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like people, like that should be why, that should be the reason why it could be in high schools. Because some people like might not know like yeah obviously we're not saying all lives don't matter but you know what i mean like what you just said if it was worded differently it's like all lives should matter then it'll be better but um Mm -hmm. it's like black like all lives can't matter until black lives matter exactly um the next question is do you believe that the police should be defunded and that silence is violence i definitely believe silence is violence and i do think that in some aspects, I do think police should be defunded. Um, I think we should put more funding into like firemen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, definitely. Like I just think that they just do so much more. Like obviously, like a police do a lot, but I don't know. Like I feel like being a firefighter is like is so it's hard. A, it's like a lot more. Honestly, it is, but like. I feel like people who don't agree with, like, the police should be defunded, like, people who support Blue Lives Matter, like, they see, when we say, like, oh, defund the police, they see that in a different term. Like, they think that we want to, like, get rid of the police as a whole, but that's not what we're trying to say. Right. It's, like, main one of the main points that they're trying to, like, what people who support defund the police are trying to say is that, um, like, put the funds into other things, like schools, the fire department, um, exactly. Like making, like getting better homeless shelters or something. Just anything else. Just like there are certain things that the police do not need, or like they they could put the funds into like things police actually do need, like better training when they like or better better training, better schooling when they first join. Exactly. Um, anything else that could just make the police better. Um, so we're gonna talk a little bit about Donald Trump right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. During the presidential debate, he claimed to be the best president since Abe Lincoln. Would you agree or disagree? Why or why not? I wholeheartedly disagree with that <laughs> statement. I don't know why he even say that. The best president since Abe? Because honestly, the thing with Trump is he can't, like, I've asked most of the people that I know who are Trump supporters, I've asked them this question. Like, they cannot name 10 reasons why Trump was such a good president without saying something that revolves around the economy or just money in general. Mm-hmm. It's like, he did, like, yeah, he, like, probably gave this black person this job, job helped these black people get a job, whatever, but, like, he absolutely did, he did nothing for the black community. Like, during he the- He did not do a, 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 He did not do any- Nothing. Like during the um protest, he walked outside with the Bible. He took a picture, yes. walked back out, walked back outside, and then gave the command to the police to start firing tear gas. Like, yep, mind you, the Bible was upside down. Ex- <laughs> it was upside down. It was upside down, and the last person who was known to do that was Hitler. <laughs> but I'm not gonna say too much. Um, I don't think that he's been the best president since Abe because he's just. First of all, starting off with the black community, doesn't he hasn't done anything mm-hmm. for the Hispanic and Latino community. He really did a lick <laughs> with anything, and then he wants to he wants to uh, draw back rights for LGBTQ plus community. Like I don't know, yeah. just, he just has he's been such a uh, a heartless piece of crap. Yeah. So 
I'm gonna give you a little bit of a follow-up question. Um, okay. Because Biden and Kamala are in office now, do you think that the Black community and Hispanics and LGBT and Latinos, like, they can all benefit benefit from this now? I personally do think that mm-hmm. they could benefit from that because I'm not sure if you knew, but um, I know I think we talked about it yesterday. How Biden he uh, signed the executive orders. Um, I think one of them was to put back trans people yeah. or transgender people in the uh, military. He's also he's already like um, taken some travel bans off of some Muslim countries. I don't know if I said oh, yeah. that right. I don't really. I'm not really that good with like Muslims and all that. Like, uh, oh my god, that's so like bad to say, but like I support Muslims. I mean, I completely... not, you don't know a, a, a lot. Yeah, I don't know a lot about the Muslim community, but mm-hmm. I do support them. They chilling. They should be able to come to America just like everyone else. Right. Um, so I've, you're like, I haven't asked anyone this question yet. Um, do you think that black people can be racist towards white people? God, <laughs> um, uh, no, just to put it simple, like, no, I just think you can't be you can't racist op- to the oppressors. Like, you can't oppress the oppressors. Exactly. Like, it's just not possible. Yeah. It's like mixing oil with water. Like, some people say that black people can be prejudiced toward white people, but we can't be racist towards white people because they don't really have a culture. Like, you can't, there's nothing about them that can be racist, I guess. Exactly. And some, like, some people like, might debate that, like, oh, we do have a culture, we have all this, this and that, but at the end of the day, it's like most of their culture was stolen from other cultures. I agree. Like, okay, so um, my next question is, do you think the N-word should be abolished for, or Black people should have the right to reclaim it as theirs? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, um, <laughs> I, gee, I don't know. I don't think I have it. Maybe, wait, no. Wait, can you repeat the question? <laughs> do you think that the N-word should be abolished, or Black people should have the right to reclaim it as theirs? So I don't think it should be abolished. I think... It should we should definitely reclaim it as ours. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that even if, no matter who uses it, whether you're black, white, you know, I I just think it's not like a good word to say. Yeah. But if if there was a, a community or a group of people that were allowed to say it, it would be black people. Mm-hmm. So I just think it should just be our word, you know. So follow up question: Do you think other races should be be using it, like Hispanics, Latinos? Um, yeah, no, I agree 100%. Like, no one's gonna really say, like, oh, they can't use it, but obviously, it'll be always be the underlying thing that, like, you shouldn't be using it, exactly. All right, so my last question for you this is kind of a fun one in a way, but um, due to the events that occurred last year in 2020 with the pandemic, the multiple protests, and Trump's presidency, people started comparing these events to the Hunger Games and the rebellion they had in Mockingjay Part One and Part Two. Now the question is, would you be a part of the rebellion or one of the innocents who stayed inside? My God. <laughs> um, first of all, just thinking back, I was thinking about what happened in 2020, like it's just kind of traumatic. But uh, I will say, I definitely would be part of the um, rebellion. Period. We love that. I'm not going to sit around and let people push me around. We like, love I'm, I'm sorry. that. I just, can't, I just can't do that. I just I- can't sit around and just be, like, follow orders. Like, I can't do that. I would love to be the little Katniss Everdeen out here. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exploding stuff. Period. Yeah. All right, so that's all the questions I had for you, Jay. Thank you so much for doing this with me. 
No problem. Thanks for having me. No problem. All right. I will talk to you later. All right. Adios. Bye. Bye. All right. So that was Javon Easton we just had. So um, I'm pretty sure I might be having a next guest. Now, don't know for sure yet. But if we do, um, well, I'll see you guys then. If not, we'll be back with the conclusion. So stay tuned. Hello and welcome back to PLV with Key. I'm your host, Key. And right now we have Dallas Swain. I forgot your name. <laughs> we have Dallas with us. How are you doing, Dallas? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. All right. So t- today's topic for my podcast is Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so for my first question for you is, when did you first learn about the Black Lives Matter movement? How did it make you feel? I mean, like, I think the first time I heard about it was after everything started happening with Mike Brown, like, way back when. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can't even keep, and that's the thing about it, is I can't even keep track of where things were, yeah. like, what the scenario was, like, how the person died, because it's so frequent. But mm-hmm. I'd say I've, I've, like, been pretty outspoken about just, you know, like, the sufferings of black folks for a few years now. Yeah. Um. What would you say Black Lives like what was your what would be your definition of Black Lives Matter? If I had to explain so you're you're kinda like from the perspective of like if I had to explain it to somebody who didn't understand the concept. Yeah. Uh I would just say that black people are disproportionately targeted through uh areas like education, uh uh incarceration, interactions with police, stuff like that. Um and we just want you to know that we matter too. That's kind of what I would say, I think. Yeah, that was a very different answer from my other interviews. I like that answer. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> do you think that schools should cover Black Lives Matter movement in schools? Absolutely. Um, we cover a lot of uh, successful and unsuccessful things that white men do. So I think it wouldn't really be that mm-hmm. uh, radical to include education on yeah. on. There were more education of black men just in general besides like you know black history month the shortest month of the year but you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> all right when you hear people who support blue lives matter and all lives matter movements what do you think i think i'll tell you exactly what i think i think that if somehow i were were stopped by police and killed that i already know whose side they'd be on no matter what mm. That's all right <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe that police should be defunded and that silence is violence? Yes, I think if you're... I actually saw this... Um, I follow this account on Instagram called Therapy for Black Men, and they recently posted something saying, are you a peacekeeper or a peacemaker? So a peacekeeper would be somebody that stays silent and sort of like, yeah, I know that's wrong, but it's it's less work for me to just sit here and not say anything. The peacemaker is by calling somebody out, like, yo, maybe you should check your privilege, man. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should do this, maybe... That's not so kind to different kind of people and stuff like that. So um, silence is violence because you're not doing something when you could be. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the first part of the question? I forgot what the first part was. Uh, do you believe that the police should be defunded? I mean, I mean, we'll get into a whole separate book into cap- capitalism and what the police exist for. But like, I think, I think, yes, I mean. Personally, I think they should be abolished. I think we need to find a new way to address issues in communities. Mm. But, so yeah, they should be defunded. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about Trump now. 
Beautiful. <laughs> During the presidential debate, he claimed to be the best president since Abe Lincoln. Would you agree or disagree? Why or why not? Best president since Abe Lincoln. Okay, so Abe Lincoln, let's, let's see. Abe Lincoln, see, here's the thing about presidents is presidents are presidents, any president you name, besides a few, maybe like Trump, for example, have done a lot of, have done like some good and some bad, mm -hmm. and we're kind of more lopsided up one way or the other. Um, it's, pre it's, it's pretty obvious that he's not the best president since Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln was pretty cool because he freed slaves. Yeah. Um, but Trump hasn't really, all Trump has to, has had to his name was like his, all the executive orders that he did about, like, you know, like dropping out of the climate agreements or like the, the Muslim travel ban, which was, you know, like, yeah. I, mean, I honestly wouldn't even say he's the worst because you can look back and, you know, look at like what Richard Nixon did and like um, those people with like the war on drugs and, like FDR put like Japanese people in camps and stuff. Like, like we don't have the right to realize that like Trump isn't as bad as he could have been. But it's also pretty bad if somebody storms the Capitol in the name of him. So yeah, yeah, terrible. Uh, but no, there were many president, many presidents that were better than him <laughs> in between him and Lincoln. I would say. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you think that black people can be racist toward white people? Um, I, 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 so this is like an issue of semantics, like meaning like just like how we define things. Um, I think black people can be mean to, I, I think anybody can be mean to each other. Mm. Anyone can judge people based on their skin. Um, but typically like this is the argument that, you know, most people who are pro black lives matter would say is that if you, if, if you don't have like the access to like resources to, to, um, like subjugate or me through money and like it's not the same like so i i don't care so much about saying whether it's racism or not i i think what matters more is like okay i'm a white dude you're a black dude for example like what i do what can i do to harm you and what can you do to harm me yeah there's gonna be a lot more avenues that the white dude could take to harm the black dude and that's kind of the point is like black people are like the racism like we could talk you know about a black person who doesn't trust a white person but the, the, the racism felt by black people is on a level that will never felt by white people. Yeah. Like I said, we could get some, say, oh, this is technically racism, but like, if you want to talk about harm done or like the magnitude of the situation, then it's a, so your that's answer, like a, your a lot of thing there. <laughs> so your answer kind of goes into the second, the next question. Um, Do you think the N-word should be abolished or black people have the right to reclaim it as theirs? I think black. I think black people have the right to do whatever they want. Um, I think some black people, and and these are both of these point, points of view are valid. Honestly, mm. um, I think black people are like uh, because of its history, it kind of makes me feel uncomfortable to say the young part. and that's that's a really valid point. Mm -hmm. um, and the black people are like, yo, because of its history, like I'm going to say it all I want because they can't anymore, you know. And some black people find a sense of pride in that. So I think like both of those like takes are pretty equally valid. Um, and because they're equally valid, I'm not gonna sit here and say one way or another one. Yeah. Um, yeah, like yeah. Yeah. Like I personally don't say the N word just because like I feel I feel weird saying it. Mm -hmm. But um, for follow up question, do you think that other races should be able to say it, like Hispanics, Latinos, Muslims? So I, I I sort of the way I've always looked at it is like you have to you have to know your audience too. So like say so say like I had a boy who who is not, you know, not the darkest on, you know, <laughs> the darkest man I know or anything like that, but he, 
like you know he grew up in Waterbury with you, for example, or something like that. Like, and if if he says that within our friend constellation, like I might I might let it slide. I'm gonna go like, eh, you know, mm. like this is just a personal thing. Some people don't feel it, so like I'm not speaking for all black people right now. Yeah. Um, but like I might be like, all right, it's it's it doesn't offend me because I know like where he's been, and, like yeah, it, saying that to me. I know damn well he would go on Twitter and say something like that. I know damn well, he, you know what I mean? Like if the, yeah. I think there's a difference between like if, if your boy who like grew up with you says it like with you and like him trying to take it somewhere else without any knowledge of how someone else would react to him, you know? Yeah, I completely understand that. Um, this is my last question for you. Um, it's kind of a fun one, but due to the <laughs> events that occurred last year in 2020 with the pandemic, the multiple protests, Trump's presidency, people started comparing these events to the Hunger Games and the rebellions they had in Mocking J Part One and Two. Now the question is. Would you be part of the rebellion or one of the innocents who stayed inside? Okay, okay, so, so, so the hunger. So we're we're treating the USA like like one, like the bougie people. Yeah, <laughs> they actually separated at all the states. So like, the um, New England is like District Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And okay. Like, California is like District One, I think. Okay. Um. I think. Oh yeah, I mean. If you go and look at the Hunger Games, it's 100% like an analysis and like drawing parallels between like the, you know, like the hoarding of resources with the upper class, yeah. for example. So, um, hell yeah, I'm on the side of the the protesters and the rioters. You know, I'm, I'm going buck wild in there. <laughs> They're trying to throw my people in the thing saying, hey, and you know, it's funny, it's because that's like kind of literally what happens in society. Like, like think about, like the only difference between a game show and the Hunger Games it's like, like, just a normal game show. It's like, people die. Like, but it's just like, hey, hey, all you poor people, get together and compete to, to be like us. And we're all oh these my God. And, you know, it's... Yeah, oh my God. Like it's so You're so... I love the comparison. All right, that's all I got. Right. So that's all the questions I have for you. Thank you so much for doing this with me, Dallas. No problem. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye, Dallas. Yep. All right. That was Dallas Swain. He was one of my mentors. Um, he was our adult perspective. So I'll be back with our final conclusion. Stay tuned. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It is time to conclude this episode of POV with Key. We will talk about what everyone agreed on and what they thought differently about. So as we saw, everyone has different versions on what Black Lives Matter stands for. They have different definitions and everyone learned at different times. However, everyone did agree that the police should be defunded. They should cover, that schools should cover BLM and as well as other topics in schools, such as how there are other people besides like Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King, um, and all these other people that we just talk about during school. For instance, like, like I said before, the girl that actually said no the first time, um, to one um, the girl that actually said no the first time when to not say like, moving off her seat of the bus, but because she wasn't the face, she they didn't want her as the face of um that movement at that point in time. They chose Rosa Parks instead. Um, they also, as I said, as I said, they should they believe that police should be defunded, uh, and that Trump has not been the best president. Now it's time for Key's Corner. This is part of the conclusion where I tell my opinion on the subject matter. So 
I learned about BLM after Michael Brown, just like Dallas. Um, I think his death kind of set off the BLM movement. Um, what Black Lives Matter stands for me is the start, the start of revolution for not only Black people, but for people of color in general. It's not just about police brutality. It's about the years of endless oppression and being mistreated by society. It's about wanting to be equal to white people and not being seen as a threat just from, just from simply walking down the street. Now, as for my little Hunger Games question there, I would definitely be part of the rebellion out there walking through the minefield, hopefully sitting right there next to whoever is the face of the rebellion. All right, so, or not rebellion, revolution. All right, so that concludes Key's Corner as well as POV with Key. So I will see you guys next week. Stay tuned.